Welcome to Millennials and Money Cafe, where we create events to empower, inspire, and motivate millennials to love, live, and matter. Hi, I'm Marilyn O'Malley, your host, and I guide sensitive and creative leaders and entrepreneurs to remove their subconscious beliefs and habits that hold them back so they can break through to their next level of personal and professional success, wealth, happiness, and self-love. And I want you to know that you and your actions matter. Today, I have an incredible guest that I am so excited to have on um, is Katie Hendricks. Welcome, Katie. Well, thanks, Marilyn. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. And I'm sure everyone listening, you're going to be very excited. We're going to be talking about relationships today and your your uh, power, your zone of genius, and uh, upper limiting, how that's holding you back in your relationships. And it, you can see how it works in other areas of your life also. So Katie Hendricks, PhD, BC-DMT, <laughs> is an evolutionary catalyst and contextual disruptor. She has been a pioneer in the field of body intelligence and conscious loving for over 40 years. Katie has an international reputation as a seminar leader, training professionals from many fields in the core skills of conscious living, authenticity, responsibility, and appreciation. She is the co-author of 12 books, including the best-selling Conscious Loving, At the Speed of Life, and The New Conscious Loving Ever After, How to Create Thriving Relationships at Midlife and Beyond. Katie has been a successful entrepreneur for over 40 years and has developed a unique coaching and leadership program that has trained hundreds of coaches in the U.S. and Europe. She also co-founded the Spiritual Cinema Circle and the Virtual Body Intelligence Summit, which will move into its third year in this year, 2016. She has appeared on over 500 radio and television programs and traveled well over 1 million air miles as the ambassador for the work that she and her husband, Gay Hendricks, has developed. So... So we're speaking today. You're, you guys are going to get the the wisdom from um, Katie that um, I have been sharing with a lot of my clients. Um, so a lot of you uh, are having relationship problems, and um, how I I've been reading Katie's and Gay's work for for quite a while, and following her, and know people who have done. Uh, worked uh, closely with her and everybody has raved about it and I just um, love the Conscious Loving book which I share with um, almost all of my uh, clients because when because we, we, we talk a lot about money and money's related to relationships and relationships is is you know related to our own relationship with ourself. And I found that this conscious loving book, which I recommend that everybody goes out and gets, gives a excellent foundation as to what a healthy relationship is. And I think also, Katie, what I love about this book that because so I've given it to singles, or I recommended it to single uh, 
people, but also mm-hmm. I've, I've recommended it to people who are struggling, struggling in the relationship. And so both of them read it and now they have a common mm. ground for language, how to speak things and how, you know, some the, the exercises in it and stuff. But, um, a lot of times I see that people don't know how to talk about love, mm. right? Yes. In fact, that I really appreciate you mentioning that because, uh, I've, I've had many people, uh, when they're first starting to date someone, they say, listen, um, just to make sure that we're on the same page with each other, I, I want you to read Conscious Loving and see if this viewpoint about relationships really resonates with you, because if it doesn't, uh, then we'll know right away. Mm-hmm. And if it does, then we'll have uh, a very reliable, this is a reliable roadmap to relationship that's been used. It's been in print continuously now for 25, 26 years. And wow. we know that all of the processes in there, these are not, these are not just theories. These are skills mm-hmm. that we've explored, Gay and I, in our own relationship and with thousands of people in our workshops and seminars uh, and trainings, but also we have had our students use these skills with other students. So we have now actually two or three generations of people who have been using this work. So one of the things I, I, I appreciate so much about how people have really adopted conscious loving is that they have given us, <clears throat> excuse me, the field testing that this really works. And so I can I can tell people really confidently that conscious loving is really about being able to be fully yourself in the presence of someone else and to be able to move beyond kind of stereotypical and socially conditioned roles about you so that you can wake up to and express not only who you are, but who you are becoming, which is something that I think can only be done in relationship. It cannot be done as a solo expedition. We are social creatures, and so much of our learning happens when we are with others. And I think it's one of the great adventures available Mm. to humans is what can happen in a deep, close relationship. Mm, I I love that that you said that, and um, because um, working with my clients, one of the things that I'm seeing, and then also reading research on millennials and um, just talking to them in general, is that I I see this sense like if they don't feel like a relationship works right off the at the start that they're not willing to invest, even though certain Mm. things, you know, it's like they don't know that relationships require energy and and commitment. (laughs) Ah, uh uh-huh. Yes. Um, I think there's probably some truth in both of those points of view. So, for example, if, if you meet somebody, if I meet someone, and I don't have an immediate sense of, harmony with them, you know, beyond sexual attraction, which is something that I think 
would also be valuable to talk about. But mm-hmm. if if I if I immediately feel I can be myself and I have a, a spark of feeling more alive around this person, then I'm ready to get into the journey. So the spark is just like starting your engine, but you can't drive your car unless you know how to work a whole bunch of more things other than the ignition. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with relationships that knowing how to commit and knowing how to really speak to each other in a way that's authentic and open and knowing the value of taking responsibility and and really uh, focusing on your own creativity, those are those are ways that really bring the journey alive. Uh, but I think what it sounds like is that I think particularly with our mobile devices and our online presence and also that we've moved so much more to instantaneous mm-hmm. gratification in so many realms is that people don't realize that there are actually really valuable things in life that get better with investment and get better with ripening, that not everything is ripe every 10 seconds and that, uh, you know, we wouldn't have any trees on the planet if we expected them all to, you know, grow instantly. So uh, I, I think that we're in this interface now between the advantages of technology, but the great disadvantage of technology is that it cannot give you human attention. And humans need attention from other humans as much as they need water and food. And without it, we get, we get weird. We get really disembodied and we get out of sync both with our own capabilities, but also with our relationship to other humans and to the planet. We, we become a, a throwaway instant gratification mm-hmm. culture, and we can see everywhere we look around what that is leading us to. So I think we, we, we definitely need to be able to move beyond what you were mentioning to me earlier, Marilyn, about the viewpoint that comes from a fear and an adrenaline-based world, which I think we're living in more and more. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I, I think also adding to that, so the, talking about technology, that there's like this um, choice overload, right? So it, it feels like dating is competitive or, you know, it's like, how can you, um, uh, you know, that, that then what I see a lot of women doing is, is dating in a way that they're trying to show up how a man that they like, how they think they want them to be rather than them (laughs) being themselves because Mm -hmm. there, there's that disconnect about you being your unique self shining your light and, Mm -hmm. and calling in the right person that would be attracted to you and versus um, trying to be a clone of who you think this other person wants, which actually, you know, that's not what they're looking for. They they're looking for that unique woman out there, that unique man. Yes. I, uh, that's such a good point, Marilyn, that you're bringing up, but it also, I just want to let millennials know that this is not a new problem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, we certainly, uh, 
you know, all yes. of the, all of the women's magazines. And uh, certainly as I was growing up, I got advice, uh, like, for example, um, Katie, don't be too smart because, you know, men don't like <laughs> girls who are too smart right. or, you know, you know, get your hair off your forehead because then you'd look really pretty. And then, you know, how are you going to attract a man if you're, if you're, Shoes don't match your purse, and you know there were there are different rules, uh, but the intention is the same. And I think it is so important what you're saying that the key to really creating um, a satisfying love relationship is to be deeply in love with yourself, mm. and not in a selfish or a self-centered way, but to truly value yourself that you put as much attention into developing your own uniqueness, what we call your genius. What is it about you that doesn't exist anywhere else on the planet? It's so amazing that we all come with essentially the same parts, but each of us shows up uniquely in the world according to what we have given attention to, what we have developed. And if people will give as much attention to what is it that I most love to do so that when I'm doing it, time disappears and I get more energy from that than I do uh, doing anything else. If you do just even 10 minutes of that, your own creative practice, your own developing your own genius every day, that has more to do with your attractiveness than anything that you buy or apply to yourself or or roles that you learn how to do or the way that you put your profile up on on any kind of the yes. dating sites you if you shine through that's the best way for you to be moving into dating because you don't have to, just as Mark Twain said a long time ago, if you tell the truth, you never have to make up anything. <laughs> and if you're unique, you don't have to be remembering, well, what side of myself did I show to him? Or what, what aspect of myself did I show to her? And now how do I, <laughs> right. you know, how do I keep track of all of that? You know, all of my right. different uh, masks that I wear. And we've really found that there's such a relaxation and an openness new energy, new creativity that comes from being able to genuinely love yourself, that that's mm -hmm. the best way to kind of send out a signal to the person who's going to most celebrate you. And mm -hmm. everything that you think is bad or too much or, you know, it's not enough about you, if you learn to value that, I guarantee you, you will find the person in the world who goes, wow, I can't believe I get to be with this person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. And that's just, that's just juicy. And so, yes, yeah, so everyone listening, find a way to be uniquely you. Um, um, and, and that, you know, that, that's a journey in itself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? and, and it's an ongoing journey. Yes. So the, I, I think a lot when I was growing up, there was a lot of, you sort of had to get yourself together. You know, there was yeah. this, you know, and that had a certain, you know, in my era that looked a certain way, getting yourself together. But I think it's exactly the same is that, you know, I think especially girls and young women are taught that you have to put something on 
you to make yourself acceptable. Mm -hmm. And I call that outside in dressing and outside in presenting yourself. And what if you so valued yourself that when you chose what you were going to wear or where you were going to go or what kinds of uh, you know, what kinds of interactions you wanted to engage in, that all came from your own valuing of yourself. It came from the inside out. And I've seen so many times how someone showing up as their unique self uh, is so incredibly attractive. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to support that for each other because there's so much coming from the outside that's designed to keep us anxious yes. because if you're anxious and you're scared, you're going to buy things. You're going to consume things that run the fashion industry, that run the makeup industry, that make up the run the shoe industry, that run the dating site that, you know, there's always going to be somebody to give you advice about how you're not quite doing it right. But if you do this, you're going to be better. And so that perpetual Fear cycle is one of the first things that I attend to, and I want to let your listeners know that there I have two resources for people that I really want to recommend. One is on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and you type in fear melters, you'll see an animation that I created a little while back that's about how fear gets in our way of actually genuinely connecting with ourselves and others. And then if you go to our website, which is Hendrix.com, H-E-N-D-R-I-C-K-S.com, and you go to relationship, at the bottom of the page, there uh, you can click through to a set of videos that show you some essential relationship skills that can be used at any age. And the one I really want to recommend is from fear to flow with the fear melters because it will show you how to make these simple movements that will allow you to drop that that veil of I'm not all right and I'm, I need you to approve of me so that you can genuinely connect with another because that's where all the spark comes from, mm -hmm. not just sexual spark, but creative spark and romance and renewing your connection so that you don't have to just go through people like a, like you're in a buffet, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you right. sample a little something and then discard it and sample something else. To be truly nourished, the the big gateway is to turn fear into flow so that you can feel alive in yourself and take your whole self from place to place rather than looking for somebody to complete you. Mm. That's what I, I call turning your life force up and then living the turned on life. Oh, that's beautiful, Marilyn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you, be, um, yeah, wonderful. And, and, oh gosh, that, you know, it's just like, you're so right on about how we live in this world that is creating all this fear around and, and keeps reminding us um, as lies that we're not good enough. We're not enough. And um, I think that that's something then we're always striving to be more, but we're not even taking any time to go inside and see who we are. We're striving because of the advertisements or what other people are doing on Facebook and you're not and um, what other people have and you don't and yeah, et cetera. Yeah. So yeah, comparative, I mean, we're really so much taught to 
live in a comparative, competitive world. And, and the reason that that works so much is that we get a little boost, a little boost of adrenaline each time we do that. The sense of I'm right and you're wrong, or I got this and you lost, you know, win, lose. And that, that burst of adrenaline is incredibly addictive. People don't realize that adrenaline is the most addictive substance on the planet. It's what we get when we go to a scary movie, when we ride on a roller coaster, when we think there's a big threat and then, and then it dissipates. We get that burst of adrenaline, but we also get it from criticizing ourselves. So that, that pointing the finger of, ha, at ourselves gives us that burst of adrenaline and that that burst that gives you that ha 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 kind of feeling inside uh, that dissipates very quickly. Mm-hmm. So what people do is they they escalate the adrenaline. They let the criticism get stronger, or the competition then turns into envy, and then that can turn into bullying. So all of the I think at the root of most, if not all, of our social problems is the is fear run amok. And so what I want to challenge people to look at is that any issue that has been recurring in your life, at the bottom of it, I believe, is the fear trance. And that when you are able to shift even momentarily out of that, you can actually see the world differently, that other people can be your allies, that other people are people from whom you can learn and you can share and celebrate rather than seeing them as another enemy tribe. Mm. And I think that that's, um, I would also add to that, is start talking about this with each other. I think that yeah. if, there, if, if we start communicating what's going on and then we can start helping to educate, what, then, then we can come together and support each other in that way. Whereas if we just keep quiet about all of this, yeah. then it builds shame and that you know perfectionism and all these things that, so again, where people are beating themselves up and then self uh medicating yeah um, you know doing things that um, um, aren't support aren't going to support them and and they don't feel good enough to reach out to the people around them and, and go hey is this happening for you are you feeling are you feeling this and um, and then being able to do something about it to make different choices yes and and truly what we found also is that you can create the life you want, the relationship you want. It really happens one choice at a time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen in one big leap. <laughs> you know, yes. you don't leap the mountain in one leap. Yeah. Uh, only superheroes do that. <laughs> <laughs> and and the and heads up, folks. Those are oh, those are made up. Yes, imaginary. <laughs> but you can actually create a sense of your own magnificence one choice at a time and when you when you share with another you're breaking one of the taboos that has especially encompassed women for thousands of years which is don't speak up mm-hmm. and i think when you do when you reveal this is how this is what's happening for me this is what i'm noticing this is what i'm feeling and especially this is what i want Mm-hmm. To be declaring without any apology, this is what I want and this is what I don't want. To be knowing 
the signals, for example, of your inner yes, do I really want this, or your inner no, I really don't want this, I don't want to make this choice, those are so critical to our ongoing Mm well-being. And those are a part of our work as well, of how to use your body intelligence to support you rather than not just your mental, but most of us get our information from out there Mm -hmm. uh, in one way or another. And we have an incredible frontier inside of amazing information um, that you have inherited from thousands of years of your ancestors passed on knowledge. And you can listen to that and really learn how to listen to your body's messages to be a great support to you in making smart choices as you move forward. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I just want to add um, to this that what we were talking about before is like discovering who your unique self is, is a journey. You will, you will be doing that till the day you die. And so yes. taking these, these, making these small choices, feeling in yes, no, yes, no. And they can change day to day because you're growing, right? You're, you're growing and you're, you're change, you're, you're discovering new things about you. You're, you're finding new places in your life where you feel more expansive or you're feeling safer to be you. And yes. all of a sudden your choices will change. So understand that this is a process that that every day you have a new canvas, you get to create your life and make new choices. Yes, that's just such a beautiful way of putting it, is that we have one of those kind of what we used to call an etch-a-sketch, where you could <laughs> you could erase and then just start, start your drawing over again. And I, I think that each of us has that ability to, to reset, you know, just like... You know, when I learned on my computer, the best thing to do if it's if anything's acting wonky is to turn it off and restart. Mm-hmm. And we can do that in a number of different ways by opening your breathing, by changing your posture and breaking up habitual ways that you're moving, by learning how to genuinely appreciate yourself because that appreciation is really the gateway to magic, not only with your relationships with with others, but also your relationship with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Katie, this is so wonderful and so juicy, and I I just know everybody's going to get so much out of it. I just love everything you're sharing. And I think, so if we can make a little leap here, um, Kim, uh, to uh, close up, Let's yes. talk a little bit about upper limits and sure. upper limits. Uh, since we're talking about relationship, let's use it for relationship. But everybody, what she's going to share with us is, you know, upper limit with your business, with, uh, uh, with your money. It, this applies to anything. But let's, let's talk about upper limits with relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Marilyn. <clears throat> well, if people want to dive deeply into this, they can take a look at Gay's book, The Big Leap, which explores this and uh, the uh, upper limit problem and its relationship to genius and what the heck is genius. Mm -hmm. But in short, the upper limit problem we've discovered is that each person has a thermostat setting that they didn't set. It's got set by family and society and culture for how much love and positive energy you can actually handle. And it's not a personal problem, it's a species problem because we've had for thousands of years 
the ability to get where we are because our ancestors were good at noticing where the next threat was coming from. So it's only very recently in history that we've been able to consider, wow, can things get better? Wow, can I actually expand into feeling good and sustain that for a longer period of time? But what most people do is when they exceed their thermostat setting, they have unconscious ways of bringing themselves back to the more familiar thermostat setting, which in our house is 68. So if it exceeds, then the you know something comes on and, and regulates to bring it back to a homeostatic position. And one of the, there are key ways that people do that. The key for individuals is criticizing yourself. And that, that internal beating yourself up, those critical thoughts that we have are very powerful and very destructive. Um, people also do things like um, break agreements, um, keep secrets from others, um, get sick, um, there are a number of different ways. Oh, arrange for somebody else to criticize you or to get mm -hmm. mad at you. Mm -hmm. But there are, some, there are some ways that are unique to you. And so one of the things we invite you to do is to look at what happens when things are going really well. For example, you've, you've been going to your yoga practice and you're starting to feel really good. And then you forget to go to the session, you know, or mm -hmm. you've been practicing really sharing what you want and what you want and don't want with a potential partner. And then you see your partner talking to somebody at a party and you imagine that they're flirting and you get jealous, but you don't say anything about it. And that kind of concealing then brings you down, makes you feel like, oh God, I'm never going to have anybody who really likes me. Uh, and then the concealing creates different um, distance between you and your partner. So those are some examples, very common examples of what we call the upper limit problem. And you can uh, each day expand your capacity to give and receive more positive energy to, and appreciation is a great way to actually start that mm -hmm. because learning how to give and receive appreciations is a great way to expand your your inner your nervous system's capacity to actually handle things going well it may sound strange but we've observed that humans cannot handle very much of that before they either deflect the appreciation or mm -hmm. they do something that's obnoxious to, mm -hmm. <laughs> to make the other person not like them so it really is again one choice at a time yes yes um thank you yeah and i hear a lot from um a lot of the women that I'll work with that are, you know, they're um, dating and they'll, they'll say, Oh, he's too nice. <laughs> they're not used to. Exactly. To, to he's nice. just too nice. They're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll drop it. Yes. <laughs> you know, they'll get in an argument or you're not beat there. You know, it's like you were talking about that addiction. So here's something guys, the addiction into the adrenaline. So it's like, if somebody's too nice and that it feels boring, because there isn't that that um, you know kind of the 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 tension, the criticism, the 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 fight, right? To well, to what, yeah, make what that work. is, Marilyn, is the adrenaline. Yeah. There isn't adrenaline, and so I think a bigger. I mean, this is a much bigger question, but what I'm excited about is 
assisting people to create something juicier than adrenaline because if we don't we're going to come back to adrenaline because it is so addictive yeah. so what's juicier it really is authenticity authenticity is incredibly juicy and sexy creativity is really incredibly juicy to see somebody really expressing their uniqueness that's incredibly attractive and uh, the combination of being authentic, being creative, and being able to appreciate, that gives you a renewable fuel source, whereas adrenaline is not. Adrenaline is going to burn you out. But if you combine these other kinds of uh, juicy ways of interacting and relating to yourself, mm -hmm. they actually allow you to get more attractive over time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, I call this getting horny for life. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> right? You're so turned on. You're like, you're like just horny for the next thing, you know, it's just like, that's the new, that's the, in place of the adrenaline. It's like, wow. All right. Yes. Um, it's wonderful. Um, Katie, oh my God, this has just been full pack. You've given resources. You've, you've given everybody a lot to think about. Is there any last comments? And then what, is there anything that you want to, uh, send everybody who's listening to? Um... Well, I did mention both of the, the, I think that the fear melters are, would be the, the most valuable thing for people, but they can also, if you want to really learn how to create a habit of appreciation, which will change your life, go to foundationforconsciousliving.com. It's our other website that's run by our nonprofit, foundationforconsciousliving.com. Sign up for the newsletter, which comes about once a month. And what you will get are 66 days of appreciation suggestions that will help you to build a new habit of appreciating you. And from there, appreciation can ripple out to other people in your life. It's the best way to really create a, value, a relationship of value with yourself. That is incredible. I didn't know about that. And I, uh -huh. I, I follow you and I have other stuff. I don't know. I missed that one. So, um, but that is, that is very valuable. I'm going to send a lot of people to that. Wonderful. Too. Um, well, thank you again so much for all of this information and everybody read her books, go to her site, watch that YouTube. Um, you know, they're, Katie and her husband Gay are doing incredible work. And as you can just feel from her energy, you know, she lives it, she walks it, she talks it. And um, um, that uh, this is something that you can aspire to have her be a mentor for you through her, through her contributions and services and products. And, um, you know, don't wait any longer. Start this today because... <laughs> that you don't you don't need to be struggling as much as you are yes and yeah because that's just it's it's a, a waste of your time and and energy and and when also I know a lot of you out there who who listen to me are here to help heal the planet and if you heal yourself you are doing a ton of work for humanity and the planet yeah. so 
um, just to let you know that. And if you feel hungry and curious for more inspiring interviews, uh, go to iTunes and uh, look us up under Millennials and Money Cafe. Um, and then you can also go to my website, MarilynO'Malley.com, and sign up for my newsletter and uh, check out the blogs and everything that have uh, similar topics to this. And join us on Facebook, Twitter, under uh, Coach Marilyn. And thank you again, Katie. Um, this was so fabulous. Much. And you just, you, you made my day. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I just, I just upper limit, or I didn't, upper, <laughs> I, I went through it. I passed it. <laughs> I grew, I grew because of you. Oh, wonderful. We'll have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye now. Bye.